Hello, and welcome to the Tarot to Go radio podcast. I'm Anastasia Hazler, Executive Director. With me here today, Rose Red, Artemis J, and Andrew. Hello. And our extraordinarily special guest, the one and only Kim Arnold. Welcome, Kim. Hello. Hello, Hello. Hello welcome. <laughs> Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for making time. I, I know this is kind of an unusual way to spend your Saturday evening, is having a long-distance chat with some people in the U.S., but we very much appreciate your taking the time for us. That's okay. I can always make time for tarot. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem. Oh, that'd be a great book title, actually. Yes, yes. Um, so, um, I had the pleasure of meeting you because you are the organizer of the UK Tarot Conference, which takes place in October every year. Yeah. For a number of years now. I've been fortunate enough to attend the last two years, which have been fabulous experiences. Thank you so much. Thank you. And um, we'd like to talk to you. Um, you also run um, the Psychic Cafe, and we can yeah. talk a little bit about that as well. Um, but what I'd like to talk about first is the um, upcoming conference for this year, which is October 16-17 in London. That's right, yes. We are uh, currently in our sixth year. So when I started the Tarot Conference six years ago, I never imagined I would still be hosting the Tarot Conference now. Um, <laughs> And purely because, and there's a bit of a story behind why I started the first conference. And um, the, the reason was because I had um, an awful lot of grief from the church who sort of forbade me to read tarot and said, I must not do this, it's the most terrible thing. And it was a, an awful time in, in um, a short period of my life, it was an awful time. Because I was really being um, you know, sort of manipulated into them trying to make me change my path and it was really really quite um, a daunting time and I was so miffed by them you know sort of having this say in my life that I couldn't read the tarot which I was so passionate about that I decided to start the tarot conference and someone said to me once you know what's your dream Kim and, it, and what I said was that I would host a first tarot conference, get a big article in the newspaper, and the pastor would be reading his newspaper over his breakfast and see me looking at him with a pack of tarot cards. <laughs> um, actually, it happened because the independent newspaper, which is a very big newspaper here in the UK, um, phoned me up the day before the first conference and interviewed me about tarot. And the next day, and it's a very, it's what we call a, a broadsheet paper, it's a huge newspaper here in size. Mm -hmm. And um, the next morning, my husband and I are flicking through this paper, sort of looking for this tiny little article about tarot, and there was this whole page. The title was, Tarot Comes Out of the Shadows and Into the 21st Century. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic. So the impact, you know, I, I, I think the, the thing there is, be careful what you ask for because you might get it. Right. <laughs> so that sounds like. <laughs> I did. But um, anyway, the, the first tarot conference was a, um, a huge success. And I think one of, one of the things that I sort of noticed with the first one, because I, ideally I wanted to gear the tarot conference really towards people that already had a working knowledge of tarot, not necessarily professional, but had a good understanding of it. And one of my biggest obstacles was getting people to the conference that knew about tarot because they seemed to know it all and they said, oh, I don't need to go to any conference because I know it all. And I said, oh, God, you know, you're really lucky because I don't know it all. And I've been it for years. Um, so, so that was sort of how it started. But I think what's happened over the last five years is that the conference has evolved and um, the speakers have... Um, we have some phenomenal speakers like Rachel Pollock, Mark McElroy, 
We've got Corinne Kenner coming over this year. Mm-hmm. So we've been really blessed with some wonderful, wonderful speakers. And now, um, you know, we get people that come back, like yourself, Anastasia, year after year after year. And it's such a joy to have um, you know, one, wonderful friends that I've made through Tarot, but also to see the Tarot Conference evolve into something really special. And I can't wait for every now, year now, the Tarot Conference is, um, you know, I just can't wait for it to happen. I just count down from Christmas. I think, yeah, you know, let's get, get the program done and get ready. And it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's it's because um, you know, I I found out I don't even remember how I found out about it, um, but um, you know it's 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 just kind of one of those things that like suddenly appears in your consciousness and oh I must go, yeah. and um, my uh, darling husband who's incredibly indulgent said oh we could we could go to the UK yeah I, I think we can manage that because you know we love going to London, yeah. so you know any excuse to book a trip, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and um, and and you know I'm like well I'm going to this conference and I don't know anybody but you know. That's okay. Tarot people are generally very welcoming and friendly. And um, you know, the first year I was there, I went in and and sat down, and people were meet like, "Oh, hi, who are you?" and and all very welcoming. Um, so you know, from my own experience, I would encourage people who are like, "Oh, I've never been to London," or "Oh, I don't know anybody," or whatever. Don't worry. Within ten minutes, you're going to know half the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And and I found the same at the New York conference because that's where I made a lot of connections. Mm-hmm. And I was so inspired by, by the New York conference. Mm-hmm. Suzanne and Wold, you know, do a fantastic job. And, and really, a lot of it's down to their inspiration that mm-hmm. helped me to put my own format together right. here in the UK. So, you know, it, it, I think that what's lovely about the tarot community, and, and it really reinforces what you just said, that I think that, you know, we are all passionate about what we do, and we're passionate about the tarot, and we're protective of the tarot, but we do have a common denominator, you know, and, and it's funny how you sort of gravitate towards people. You know, I read the cards, oh, do you? You know, and it, it's, we're just like magnets to each other, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. um, um, the first year I went, I'm, I'm sorry, I know it's very late in the day for you, but it's very early in the morning for but the um, the first year I went, um, the Friday night session um, was this great intensive with Mark McElroy. Yes. And um, he he had this great you know using tarot to analyze dreams, mm. and he he you know uses a great example of a dream where he's riding in a taxi and his mother turns into Queen Elizabeth who offers him a cupcake and yes. and and just everybody using so many different decks and looking at that dream and we came up with all these really interesting and equally valid interpretations for this dream. Yeah. And um, then. Last year, Rachel did the Friday night conference, um, Rachel Pollock, which was a huge treat um, because you know uninterrupted time with Rachel is is <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it's not something that you know most people have an opportunity to, to do on a regular basis, and you know it's it's the the two uninterrupted hours of Rachel, and in two hours I swear she did four hours worth of teaching. It was great. Yeah. If she like held time still or something, <laughs> and so you know in addition to the main conference day, which is Saturday, the Friday night workshops I found are really valuable and very special because you just don't get something like that at any of the other conferences that uninterrupted okay. solid time with one presenter yeah. um, but the radio studio is set up that way but it's it's set up it's not like typical conferences where you have multiple tracks and you have to choose each session there's one speaker each session but yeah um, but I really like that you have that Friday night focused session I think it's yeah. a really good start because it kind of gets everybody in the mood 
Yeah, I mean, that's really the aim of that. I mean, although I will say this year I am changing the format just very slightly mm -hmm. um, because we are introducing Corinne Kenner to the UK. It's her first trip to the UK and coming in as our key speaker. Mm -hmm. um, Corinne's been working on the Wizard Tarot, which is released in November this year. Right. And I'm really praying that we're going to have some decks to, to show at the conference. Oh, um, yeah. We're going to have a, an introduction with Corinne. But after Corinne, we're going to have at the cocktail party, which has become, um, you know, a little bit of our thing. Did you come to Atlantis Bookshop last year for the cocktail party? Yes, I did. I had a delightful time. Yeah. I met a number of people, and actually two of them, uh, two of the people that I ended up chatting with are people I know from the Tabby chat board, but we never oh, actually really? met in person. Hmm. Oh, okay. Um, so that, that was kind of a fun and special treat, because we were just kind of chatting along, and you know, all of a sudden kind of put two and two together and came up with the four of, oh, we actually know each other. Yeah, and, and it was so fabulous to just actually finally make the, the in-person connection because, you know, no matter how much you, time you spend emailing or communicating with someone online, it's not the same as meeting them. Mm, absolutely. But, the, but this year on the Friday night, as they Corinne will obviously be the, the main focus of the evening. Mm -hmm. But then after that, and um, during our tarot, uh, sorry, cocktail party, we're going to hold a tarot auction. Oh, the tarot auction is going to be a worldwide auction. I'm going to put it out to every tarot network I know around the world. Mm -hmm. And that came about for well, two reasons. One is that auction shows in the UK are absolutely phenomenal at the moment. Every time you turn on the TV, someone's, you know, flogging something from the attic <laughs> or whatever. Um, but also, I was really keen to get hold of... Um, set of uh, Greenwood Tarot by Poppy Palin. Right. And I couldn't track them down, but finally I think found a set on Amazon and, and they were about £300 for the deck. Oh my gosh. Wow. And I was just, and that's what, five six hundred dollars Yeah. Really yeah, that's real money. <laughs> <laughs> And then I was looking for the Glastonbury Tarot, and that again, it was about £200, so that's three four hundred dollars Right. And, um, I mean, I've been, I've been doing tarot for like ever, and I never realized that there were decks that cost that sort of money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, it's, you know, those are actually remarkably reasonable compared to, to some. some of the other things you might find. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, so then I was talking to someone, she said, oh, I've got a pack of Greenwood tarot. She said, I can't believe they're worth that much. Well, anyway, and, and so, so the tarot auction starts to, to evolve. Um, so the idea is that we're going to... Um, put it out to everybody. If you want to sell something through the auction, it has to be unique. It has to be special. Maybe a signed copy, or you know, just something that you can't buy on Amazon or eBay or whatever. But something very special. Mm -hmm. um, and then we'll put together a big glossy brochure. If you can't get to the conference, then you can bid before the um, you know. So we have a reserve bid for you before the evening, and we're going to make it into a real fun evening. Mm -hmm. um, we're also going to expand this slightly to some esoteric books and stuff like that and rumor has it there is a signed copy of an Alistair Crowley book out there wow. I know, which may well make it to the auction so um uh, anyway so it's going to be it's going to be something different so it's either going to work or it's going to be a huge disaster I can't can't decide, but I'm sure it'll be great because we're going to put a lot of effort into this. Mm -hmm. But it'll also be a, um, obviously an opportunity for all of us tarot enthusiasts to either flick through the brochure and maybe see stuff that you're never going to see anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Right, um, exactly. And, and even if you, you know, you, you 
don't want to buy or you can't afford to bid, but just to be able to, to see this stuff in real time, you know, should be, you know, quite enlightening, I think. Uh, it's, 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 um, a couple of years ago, um, after the San Francisco Barrier Terror, Terror of Symposium, um, Holly Voley, um, had a 19... What was it, was an, it, it? It was actually one of the, the people who came to the conference, to the BATS conference, had an original uh, 1909, actually, uh, Pamela Coleman-Smith. Oh, wow. Yeah, and... And they let us touch, touch it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it and touch it. And, and Holly it. was explaining all of the different things about it that made it unique and why you knew it was an original. Uh, one of those uh, original ones that got put out in 1909, and we were just like, wow. And, and, you know, it was just fascinating to be able to see all the colors so much more brilliantly than the copies that we yeah. get from U.S. Games, yeah. who do a great job of, of course, reproducing it, but... But it's not the same not as the, the same. original. And yeah. it was just so interesting. It's like, ooh, this thing is, is you know, frankly, you know, it's older than my grandmother. And um, chills. It's, it's, and it's like, ooh, maybe, maybe Waite touched this one, or maybe Pamela Coleman Smith touched this one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the, but just that, that sense of history. And well, actually, the first time I went to Atlanta's bookshop, um, long before I started going to the UK Tarot Conference, because um, it hadn't started yet. Because uh, this was back in 2000, and um, I was like, "Wow, this is where all the Golden Dawn people hung out." You know, Alistair Crowley like sat in his chair and read, and that was a really neat sense of history. Um, so, you know, having those types of items in the auction, um, I think not only because the items themselves are, um, you know, valuable from an objective point of view because they're old or they're unique or they're rare, um, but the historical value, exactly. which is harder to price. Absolutely. When um, earlier this year, no, last year, sorry, 2008, I was working at um, Pinewood Studios on a on the Wolfman film with Sir Anthony, uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins and Benicio del Toro. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was um, mentor to Geraldine Chaplin, Charlie Chaplin's daughter, mm -hmm. who was playing a gypsy who reads tarot in her role. And um, the deck that she was using, or that the Scarabeo had recommended, was the Italia deck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, the film is set around 1892, and the Italia deck, I believe, came out about 1876, something at that time. Yeah. And um, so I, I was sort of really quite, obviously, quite confident with my cards. But when I actually managed to get hold of the deck, it was really different to any traditional tarot card. So when you looked at the meanings of the card, the, the hanged man didn't mean what the hanged man meant, and the empress didn't mean what the empress meant, and so on mm -hmm. and so forth. So um, it was really interesting um, from that point of view to see how tarot had evolved from using a deck like that I would never use in a million years. Mm -hmm. um, but it was a deck, an old deck obviously for the role, but it was very, very interesting to see how it has changed over the years. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things, um, we've got one of, one of our speakers this year, a lady called Liz Dean, who um, released the Golden Tarot last year. Um, she's going to be talking about festivals and family trees, reading from the oldest tarot. And one of her, the subject is, if I just very quickly read her, her blurb, mm -hmm. yes, um, and uh, she says, from the major arcana's dark beginnings in a brutal Roman festival and its first appearance as a hand-painted tarot commemorating a royal wedding in 1441. The first tarot, the Visconti Schwarzer, was also a family album, 
the high priestess, the emperor, the hanged man, the hyphen, and the lovers were all based on real people relating to the bride and groom. So she's going to go through all of this at our conference and explain where those oranges, origins all came from with some wow. really great pictures that she has as well. So I think it's, um, it's going to be an interesting conference in that we start the day with seeing where Tarot started and then we end the day with Caitlin Matthews seeing where it's evolved to and, and I think that's, that's really quite exciting. Well, that sounds quite... Quite amazing. Yeah. I'm looking well, forward to that. Yes, and also, yeah. you know, just just having the chance to hear Caitlin teach is mm -hmm. amazing yeah. uh, because I, I love her work. She's fascinating. Um, she was actually in the states uh, in 2008 for PantheaCon, and I was able to chat with her for about two minutes, uh, <laughs> and that was you know an amazing two minutes. And yeah. you know, been tr been trying to. Um, schedule a time on one of my UK trips to actually meet up with her and, and chat with her more extensively. Um, that hasn't happened yet. Because um, I remember my first year at, the, at your conference um, and chatting about something, you said, oh, well, but she's here. <laughs> I'd never seen her. I, I'd never seen her, so I had no idea what she looked like. Oh, I should get everyone to wear a name badge. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard because people are really divided. Because on the one hand, name badges make it easy for the conference organizers to know who's actually supposed to be in the room. Mm. You know, do they have a name badge? You know, they, they pay the registration or they're a speaker or whatever they're supposed to be here. Yeah. Or there's some person who kind of randomly wandered in with everybody else thinking, well, I'll just kind of sneak in here. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, a lot of participants don't like them. Because it's like, well, you know, it's, it's I don't want to clip something to me or I don't want to stick something to my shirt. Yeah. Or, you know, it's, it's, it's we've, we've done ones where we have the kind that hang around the neck and people go, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, wearing, you know, a dog tag or something. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's until people have little thought balloons above their heads with their names. Yeah. Where, you know, name badges are probably the way to go. Well, you know, Caitlin Matthews, she is a, also a professional singer. And when, uh, I think it was our second conference, Caitlin opened the conference for us. And she actually wrote an ode to tarot, which oh, really? sang beautifully. She's got a haunting voice. And she sang it beautifully. And then she closed with a note to the tarot, which was just um, absolutely stunning and very different. So I'm hoping she will do something similar or the same this year. Um, but we've also had Caitlin's husband, John Matthews, has also spoken at our conference. Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, it's a uh, yeah, real family thing. Yeah, no, it's, uh, and I love, it's, 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 it's wonderful because, you know, in the States we have a lot of different conferences and things to go to and, you know, here in California we're extremely fortunate to have people like, you know, Mary Greer who lives two yeah. hours away from us yeah. <laughs> and Yolanda Kett who's just down in L.A. Yeah. So um, we, we have a lot more opportunities like that. Um, but then to go to conferences outside the U.S. and be able to um, learn from or be in workshops with all these people whose work is fabulous and wonderful and we've enjoyed, um, but you know, it's just not reasonable to get them over, you know, you know Deepest Hurts for Cheer to San Francisco is not exactly an uncomplicated journey. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I think in the, in the UK, I mean, obviously, the British is, or England is so steeped in history, and a lot of that history um, which relates to the occult and the tarot and all sorts of things. And, and you know, a lot of um, our teachings here, the way that we're taught, is, I, I mean, I don't really know how it, how it works in the States, but here certainly a lot of it is steeped in that tradition, mm -hmm. you know, with the Druidry and all the rest of it. So I think there is like a, a good 
foundation of, of wisdom here, which um, maybe is is more inbred in us than, than taught in a strange way. I know what I mean anyway. <laughs> 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 it's it's, it's it well. historical wisdom. <laughs> you can cut that bit if you like. Oh, no, no, no. Because no. <laughs> no, it's, 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 basically it's, you know, because, you know, the U.S. is a relatively young country still. Yes. yes. And, you know, in, in the U.K. you've got, you know, thousands of years of history and not saying that you know, Native American indigenous people's history is not valid, yeah, no. but it hasn't had the same kind of influence on Tarot that Druidry or, you know, Gardnerian witchcraft or something has had on Tarot, or the Kabbalah, which is older than any of that. Yeah. Well, okay, maybe not the Druidry. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I need more coffee, clearly. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's that each culture has its own history to draw on, but yeah. because, um, you know, because I'm, I'm trying to think, okay, there's Rachel's Shining Tribe Tarot, right. which draws in some of that, but I haven't seen a lot of... There's the you know, Mother Peace, right. is, is got the Native American more feel to it. Mm -hmm. But I think that we kind of, in the United States anyway, from what I've seen, is that we kind of take from the Rider-Waite-Smith and then add our versions to it. Yeah. Or, mm -hmm. or, you know, the Crowley deck, and we add American versions to it. Whereas just from what you're saying it sounds like it's coming out of your history yeah. of having been you can't, we've been doing that for years children kind of thing and <laughs> you take it for granted and we kind of because i was about to ask you so what are you guys doing to celebrate the hundred years of you know having the, the right or right weight smith deck and you guys are still talking about the visconti which is much older yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I think um, I, I think that to be honest, Llewellyn bring up the most fantastic decks. I think Llewellyn's decks, but there are a lot of the American decks. Uh, all the decks I have, other than the Ride Away, are American decks. Interestingly enough, huh. and I think Llewellyn just produced the most beautiful tarot. Mm -hmm. um, so you know that that's what I, I like to work with, and I think the, the vision of the cards are just stunning, absolutely stunning. Mm -hmm. But, um, yes, I mean, I've got so many decks, I, I wouldn't know where to start. But, <laughs> yeah. hey, we, we all understand. Well, yeah. Kim, Kim, your uh, tarot auction sounds like an excellent idea. It sounds like an excellent source for out-of-print material. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have any idea when the catalog will be ready to view? Well, I only dreamt up the idea about a month ago, so I, what I call one of my three o'clock in the morning <laughs> turning into reality, my poor husband, what he has to go through. Um, but I spoke with um, Geraldine Chaplin, I'm sorry, Geraldine, um, Geraldine at Atlantis Bookshop this week. Um, we had a little meeting and we spoke about this because obviously in Atlantis Bookshop they've got a lot of books under dust there which are real rare finds. Right. So um, Geraldine's going to be um, having a look at what she's got. I'm going, I've already have got a set of Greenwood tarot that's going to go into the auction Ooh. and um, I'm just starting to get it ready now. So I'm hoping that maybe by the end of mid-May we can start to get the catalogue in, in production. Mm -hmm. What I will do as we start to get the, um, the items coming forward, they will just be listed on the website. There'll be no guide price, anything like that. They'll just be listed on the website mm -hmm. until we actually get the catalogue together. Right. If anyone wants to put anything into the auction, then they set their own um, price. So mm -hmm. they say, you know, I want a minimum of X amount of dollars, pounds for this. And then obviously we make sure that the... Um, that we, we reach that target and mm -hmm. if we don't then it comes out of the sale. Right. So um you know, so if anyone has got anything to to sell but we will be giving um 
an idea on the website very soon. In fact, the 2009 conference should be up live next week on the website on taraconference.co.uk. Um, and obviously, I hope by the time this comes out, it'll, it'll all be up there. It'll all be live on the site. I, I, I'm going to guarantee you that it is, because it's going to be at least two weeks before this is up. Oh, okay. Brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Okay, that's great. Um, so just going back to the conference. So um, so Friday night, we've got the, the workshop with Corinne and yeah. the cocktail party and the auction. Yeah. Um, but the actual main conference day on Saturday, um, yeah. you, you, you've dropped hints here and there about the speakers. Yeah, okay. Let me tell you a little bit about the speakers. So we've got Corinne Kenner is going to be doing a workshop called The Living Celtic Cross. And um, she is going to be using people as Ooh. the cards. <laughs> so be really different. It sounds fantastic. I, I have got a big write-up on that, which will be going up on the website to mm -hmm. explain that a bit better. Um, we've got Caitlin Matthews, who's mm -hmm. going to be... Um, running a workshop called Hunting the Lady, What's at the Bottom of a Reading, oh. um, which sounds brilliant. Um, well, I'm knowing Caitlin, it will be. <laughs> yes, oh, she's fantastic. And what Caitlin says, she says, again, just reading her blurb, a short bit of her blurb, the ancient images of the tarot magician shows a Montebat playing a form of Hunt the Lady with a ball and three cups. It can sometimes be just as tricky to discover where the queer and deeper issues are located in a tarot reading. So we're going to hunt the significator through some new readings and reveal the hidden agenda with some low cunning of our own. So, um, and Caitlin is such a great presenter, you'll be very, very involved with that one. Um, Liz Dean, of course, she's the lady who's doing the, um, the oldest tarot. Mm -hmm. And then um, we've got a guy, a new guy to us called Richard Abbott, mm -hmm. and he's doing a workshop called What and Where is the Inner World, using tarot as a link to familiar scenes. Oh, yeah, so interesting. It's going to be a bit different and mm -hmm. interesting. Um, we have the lovely Emily Carding. Yay, Emily. The, yeah, she's lovely. She's just done the transparent tarot. Yeah, we adore and, Emily. Yeah, she's lovely. She's going to be running a lunchtime workshop, and she's also going to be doing a, a tarot meditation at the end of the um, conference to close it down. Mm -hmm. We also have the lovely Mary Collin, who I'm sure you know. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. I, I, I think everybody knows Mary. Everybody knows Mary. If they don't, um, they will very soon. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, she's the founder of the Tarot Academy, mm -hmm. and she's going to be doing a workshop um, to help people who read professionally build up their client list. Um, obviously, um, Mary Collin is also a life coach, so she's um, very um, confident in training, coaching, speaking, and all that. And um, and then there's myself. So, you know, it's a, a, a good little package there, I think. Mm -hmm. Very exciting. Definitely. Um, I know the past two years, um, Ricardo from Los Scarabeo has made a guest appearance. Will yeah. he be able to join us this year? We hope so. Ricardo, bless him, usually lets me know about two weeks before. Planning <laughs> um, <laughs> ahead, you know? <laughs> there's, there's always a seat for Ricardo, and I really do hope that he will come along and join us again this year. It wouldn't be the same without him. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so it, brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, no, it's because, it's, it's, um, you know, last year, um, one of the things that he brought. Um, for people to look at was the Los Carabao catalog, Ooh. which we get. The, the production quality was amazing. It was this gorgeous hardbound book, oversized, glossy pages. I'm like, yeah, this is nicer. Yeah, it was nice enough to be a coffee table book. Mm. It oh, really yeah. was. 
Well, if he was willing to sell that, I'm sure we've got a bunch of people who would buy one. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe he could put one in the auction. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, I've got yeah. one, actually. Oh, lucky yeah, you. Yeah, a gift of one. Oh, I nice. I'm ready to part with it. You see, that's the only worry with the auction. <laughs> when you're a tar enthusiast, we're very mean in letting go of anything. Exactly. But related. But yeah, well, it's, it's, it's funny because I was um, tidying up the other day and, yeah, I've got decks and decks and decks upon decks and, you know, decks that are still in their shrink wrap, mm. which is embarrassing because it's like, oh, this, you know, I've had this deck so long, it's now not even on the remainder table anymore and it's still in the shrink wrap. That's fine, it's just waiting its turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thinking, okay, you know, I'm not working with these, you know, I should really, like, put them out into the world, let them find new homes, like, but, you know, but there are three cards in this deck that I like and I want to keep it for those three cards. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure that's very practical, <laughs> but it's so hard to like let go of it because it's like, but I went through all this to get this. Yeah, yeah um, same. I tend to use the deck to death, and then it, they cards start sticking together because it's got so old and used. And I hate switching to a brand new deck. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think, oh, it doesn't feel the same. But. Yeah, no, it's because um, many years ago I had to replace my Voyager deck, and um, it's finally just literally <laughs> the, the the edges were so fuzzy. <laughs> The, the the they were the cards were starting to peel off from the backs. Mm. Oh. It was like okay, I really I have to replace this now. And now I'm there with um, my um, wheel of change. Unfortunately, it's like no, I really I just have to replace it. But, but I but I, you know I love this deck. I've worked with it obviously to death. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the thing. I, I think most most tarot enthusiasts probably have shelves and shelves of tarot decks. Mm -hmm. There's probably one or two that you like to use all the well. I certainly I do. Mm -hmm. I like to use all the time. Mm -hmm. um, I also like the Osho Zen deck. I use that oh, a lot. It's beautiful. I really like that deck. Yeah. It's different. Mm -hmm. So, um, so if one were interested in registering for the conference, how would one do this? Okay. Well, um, they need to go onto the website, which is www tarotconference.co.uk all the details will be on there we'll have a full program on the conference um, plus the prices and the uh, venue and everything will be there they can book online splendid and um, for those whose native currency is not um, uh, British pound sterling yeah. Yeah, yeah I need more coffee but for those whose native currency is not uh, British pound sterling um, you do take PayPal correct do, yes. so that yes. avoids the whole currency conversion issue of I need an international money order yeah, no no Pay, PayPal and we, and we do take credit and debit card as well so, mm -hmm. so that's fine yeah um, and uh, so it's like, oh yay, PayPal, because uh, it's you know every bank does currency conversion differently. And yeah. you know when I tell my bank to send you, you know, a hundred British pounds, your bank's going to say, oh, that was only ninety nine pounds and twenty two pence. And yeah, yeah. It, 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 it drives me nuts because in, in in my my day job we do some international transactions. Yeah. And it's like, okay, my bank says it was this much, and your bank says it was this much. Can we just adjust it? Because then when you send me money back, my bank's you know it, it, it works out in the long run. Yeah. yeah um, but yeah, yeah. but you know the, the 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 PayPal and 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 just paying directly with a debit card makes it a lot easier. Yeah. And of course, and of course the dollar's a lot stronger now than it was last year against the pound. Yeah. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I know not a deal for you, but it makes my life a little yeah, bit easier. No, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's not the $2.12 to the pound that it was, um, you know. Like when I was in Miami, though. Oh. Um, <laughs> never mind. Yeah. No, no, it's, 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 I basically just run a mental calculation of about $2 to the pound. Yeah. And, you know, it, it fluctuates a little below, you know, a little below that, a little above it, a little below it. 
Um, but that's a really easy way to flip it. Although I think currently it's like in the dollar seventy range. But I, I think actually it's about one forty at the moment. Really? Really? Yeah, Maybe now's the idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, if there's anything you wanted to buy from a UK bookshop, now is the time to do the mail yeah. order thing. Yeah. yeah, it's about a quarter off. If you do two to pound, it's about a quarter off. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Yeah. It's um. Huh. Okay. Whoa. We have to go to London and go shopping now. Okay. <laughs> Twist my arm. Yeah, I, I, I knew that would be a serious imposition and hardship for all of us. Yeah, right. Um, Mentally, it would never be a hardship. We love going to visit. <laughs> and it will be October soon enough. So. Yes. Yep. Um, anyway, so um, Kim, aside from the, com the um, your fabulous conference in London, um, are we going to be seeing you stateside at all this year? Do you know, I don't know, maybe. Well. I always have a backup, like just in mm -hmm. case someone can't get there or something happens and... Uh, I need to step in. I've always got a backup workshop. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I'm quite happy working behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. I like to just burrow away behind the scenes. If I need to come <laughs> out in the front, I will. Right. But, um, it's not something I feel 100% confident doing. Mm -hmm. And I always think, you know, I see this sea of people, all of them, so knowledgeable about tarot, and I think they look at me and think, oh, she doesn't know nothing. Oh, <laughs> that's not true at all. I know, but that's what I think. Uh, it's my down day, but I do. I always have a backup workshop just mm -hmm. in case mm -hmm. something happens on the day, and then I can I can jump in and and you know present that. Oh, that's but, good. but one year, I mean, people are starting to nag me now and say it's about time. Uh -huh. so maybe 2010 would be my my year. Oh, that'd be great. Well, you know, it's, it's you can always um, do the right before lunch workshop. Yes. Um, yeah. Because that's like the least complicated time slot. Yeah. Um, as you know, it's, it's people have been through the morning workshop and they're awake now, but they're not in the you know because if you have the first workshop right after lunch, mm. that's always the hard one. I always try to yeah. schedule somebody really bouncy and bubbly for that time yeah. slot. <laughs> yeah, they call that the graveyard slot. Don't uh, they? Yeah, it's um, when we did our World Tarot Day event a few years ago. Um, I was like, okay, after lunch, I know James Wanless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is impossible. Yeah, it is impossible to to become unfocused or get sleepy during one of his workshops. So. True. Um, <laughs> so that that's that's the uh, but yeah, but the right before lunch workshop slot. That's that's usually the easiest one time wise. Okay, I'll bear that in mind in 2010. Okay. Okay. And you know, it's your conference. You can schedule it the way you want. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and if you decide you want to do a shorter one, you can make it shorter and make lunch a little longer, and nobody's the wiser. Yeah, I do. I, I was looking at timings this year because <laughs> some of the workshops I wanted to make a little bit shorter so that we could get an extra speaker in, and then, you know, so, so we've juggled it. It's a little bit different this year, but mm -hmm. I think better. better. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's, it's, I'm sure it will be fabulous. The last two have been wonderful, and Thank I'm sorry you. I missed the ones before that. Um, but uh, but now it's on my annual calendar. And, Great. I'm very pleased about it. So, anything else we should know? Um, just that we have a new venue this year at the Columbia Hotel in Lancaster Gate. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I don't have to go as far on the tube. <laughs> <laughs> just they're, they're on the central line, so it's, it's a beautiful little hotel. It has, um, we're on the first floor, and we've got these beautiful, great big windows overlooking Hyde Park. Chandeliers, it's um, a beautiful venue, so hopefully um, people will like it. So it's a bit of a new one for us. But I have been there, had a look, and I think it, it's going to be perfect. Well, well I'm, I'm very happy about that because that's only one tube stop from where I stay. <laughs> and, then I, yeah, and, and then I don't have to take the circle line around and 
you know, wait, wait for that interminably. So right. I'm very happy about that. So, so for me personally, thank you for finding the new venue. Yeah. And it sounds lovely, so I'm, I'm also very excited about that. So. Yes, it's beautiful. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time, Kim. Really appreciate it. Oh, definitely. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you guys. It's been wonderful. It's, it's been a delight for us. And again, you can find all of the information about the UK Tarot Conference, which will be October 16 and 17, 2009, in London, United Kingdom, or England, as, those, as some people refer to it. Um, you can find all of that at www.tarotconference.co.uk. So thank you, Kim. Thank you, thank, you thank, you, thank you, Rose, Artemis, Andrew. Thank you. Thanks to all thank of our you. listeners at home. Thank you to our engineer, Christoph. Thank you, Christoph. <laughs> if you have any comments or questions or would like to um, suggest a guest to have on podcast, please contact us at podcast at tarotpathways.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. 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 Bye.